You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. You know, I hear the camera adds 10 pounds. Looks like you've eaten five cameras. We're back on The Pipeline Show. We're going to have another 2019 draft spotlight. In fact, this whole uh, entire uh, episode this week, 2019 draft spotlight segments. Uh, my next guest, uh, another WHL player, which means it's another in the dub segment for dubnetwork.ca. Stay up to date on everything happening around the Western Hockey League, especially in the offseason. Really handy to do that. All in one place, dubnetwork.ca. And my guest in this segment, Dylan Hamilak uh, of the Kelowna Rockets, which for me, Dylan, almost sounds funny to say because you haven't played for the Kelowna Rockets. And uh, I know you as a Seattle Thunderbird, but interesting uh, uh, trade here in the offseason. Uh, welcome to the Pipeline Show. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, now, you would have just got back from Buffalo, correct? Yeah, just well, got back uh, two days ago. So, what was that experience like for you, uh, getting to out to the NHL Combine? And maybe first off, were you surprised because you didn't uh, play a whole lot this year that you got the invite? Oh well, yeah, I was, I was definitely a little bit surprised going to that, but uh, I didn't do it. I wasn't able to do any of the fitness testing and that sort of thing. So I was there. I was uh, able to talk to most of the NHL teams. I had. 19 meetings yeah 19 meetings and it was just nice to go there and uh and meet like the the gms and that sort of thing so it was, it was a really cool experience i know in years past i've talked to players who have gone through the 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 nhl combine and the the interviews you know you didn't do the fitness testing so you didn't have to ride the bike and all that stuff but yeah uh, the interviews were sometimes challenging as well you go into a a hotel room or whatever it might be a Hall of Famer staring at you or some other guys who like to grill you and press you to see how you're going to react. Anything weird like that happen for you? Uh, nothing too weird. It's just like, it's just like the first meeting is always the toughest. Hmm. And my, my first meeting, I, I kind of got grilled a little bit, but, but after that, like they all went, they all went pretty smoothly. Well, I imagine uh, the one question they all asked you was about the injury, and and maybe since you've been able to talk about it here uh, uh, in the last little bit, um, what can you describe for the audience um, what the injury was and where you at in your recovery? Uh, so it was just a full MCL tear off the bone, which is a six month recovery, and if it were to to have teared a little bit higher than that, it only would have been six week recovery. So. Oh, man. Just kind of an unfortunate circumstance there, and the surgeon said he only sees like two of these a year, so it's, it's kind of crazy. But but like my rehab and stuff's been coming along really great, and and I'm excited to get back on the ice June 9th. So so it's pretty, it's coming up pretty quick. Well, look at that! You already know when you're uh, going to skate again. Uh, now that happened right at the end, a game against uh, the Portland Winterhawks. Now, anything in particular about the? Was it a, a collision, or did you get crossed up in the neutral zone, or something? How did it happen? Uh yeah, it was a collision. So I passed the puck down low, and then I like jumped to the middle to like get to the net, and then the guy just stuck his knee out, and ah. and then I was. It just happened from that. One of those where you know right away it's not good? Well, I actually didn't know that I was completely torn. Like oh. I ended up going back to the bench, and I was going to go for another shift, and then I put put all my weight on it, and then it just kind of buckled from there, and then I, I knew something was, was up. Yikes, doesn't sound good. Uh, Dylan Hamilak, uh, my guest uh, here on the Pipeline Show in the 2019 Draft Spotlight segment. Um, all right, well, let's look back at this season that was, I guess, just in the first three months, how things were going for you up to that point. Looks like 
on paper, pretty good. 26 points in 31 games. Were you happy with the way things were going? Oh, yeah, I was I was pretty happy with the, the start of my season. I, I came out of the gates really hot, and I ended up slowing up a bit, but they had me, Seattle had me under concussion protocol for a week, hmm. and after that, I kind of slowed up a bit, and as soon as I started to find my game again, then, and this happened with my knee, so just unfortunate circumstances this year, like, if I didn't, if I wasn't under that protocol and was able to do everything again, like, I think I would have, I probably think I would have had more points, but, but other than that, I think I'm pretty happy with my season. All right. Well, for the uh, benefit of the audience that uh, uh, doesn't necessarily know who, uh, who you are and maybe doesn't get to, I didn't get to see the T-Birds this year because you guys didn't come through Edmonton at all. Uh, for, uh, for those listeners, uh, maybe let's start at the beginning and get some background on you. Um, I know where Leduc, Alberta is, but for the audience, maybe uh, where's Leduc? Uh, Leduc is, well, I'm, I'd hope everybody knows where Edmonton is, so <laughs> it's just it's 10 minutes south of Edmonton. It's pretty close, and uh, we're I'd say we're a decent-sized city. Yep, born and raised uh, in Leduc? Yep, born right. and raised here. How old were you when you first started playing hockey? Uh, I, was, I was three years old when I started to play. Okay. I've loved it ever since. Well, I have an older brother, and I know when I was uh, young, anything he was doing, I wanted to do too. You know, follow him around and do what, try to copy the older brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, your older brother Dalton also went through the WHL. Was it something similar for you when you were little? He was playing hockey, so you wanted to follow in his footsteps. Oh, hundred percent. Like he ended up going the WHL route, and I, I wanted to do the exact same, and I kind of just followed in his footsteps and I kind of knew what to expect coming up through through my bad time midget years and going, going to the dub and yeah I think he just helped me a lot and I kind of just wanted to be like him and and he was in Moose Jaw this past year and he played his 20 year old year and now he's he's going to the University of Alberta to go into mechanical engineering and play for the Golden Bears there so nice. that's that'll be cool for him. Well, you wanted to be like him, but not too much like him. He was a defenseman. You're a forward. Uh, why? Why did you settle on being up front? His, he has a different build than me. Like he's got almost a, a big defenseman build, and I'm I'm kind of a skinnier guy. So, so I I don't know. I just always wanted to be a forward, and I love to score goals. And I was always like pretty fast when I was younger. So, so it's kind of just built me to be a forward and I, I don't know I just love to score goals and be up front well the sheet I'm looking at says six foot three and 190 pounds so you certainly have the height and lots of room to to fill out that frame still yeah uh, are, are those uh numbers yeah. up to date or is that maybe uh, a little bit out of date oh uh, well yeah I'm like six three and a half now and 195 still but when I was 16 I was like 511 150 pounds wow like when I got when I got drafted uh, in my Bantam year, I was I was 150 pounds, so I was pretty small. Oh, Matt, you know that, that reminds me of Adam Lowry. He was the same way, and then uh, we saw him. By the time he was done in the dub, he was six five and two ten or whatever. So uh, maybe something, yeah, something he, similar ahead for you, maybe. Hopefully, uh, Dylan, uh, I want to ask you about uh, the Bantam draft itself. Uh, take me back to Bantam draft day and, and what that experience was like for you. I, I talked to players and some of them were allowed to stay home from school that day or other guys were at school, but following it on their phones and, and uh, things like that. What was draft day like for you? Um, I was in English class actually when, when I got a call 
Well, actually, I didn't even, I wasn't even like following up on it really. Like I didn't think I was going to go in it. Really? So it was just kind of, just kind of in, in LA class. And, and my, my buddy actually texted me and he said, holy man, you're going to Seattle. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I looked and I got a call from, from the GM and, and then I had a good talk with him. And I remember, well, my mom worked in the school too. And then I remember going out of class and giving her a big hug and stuff. And, and yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool day. Well, that's awesome. But you didn't have any expectation that you would actually even be selected. That's funny. Uh, yeah. And Seattle, like Seattle didn't really talk to me before, before the draft either. So it was kind of weird to see how they picked me, but, but overall it's, it was a great, great place for me. So did you ever ask Russ Farwell, the, the GM there, uh, at the time? Um, why they picked you then? Was it, you know, kind of uh, based on, well, it's Dalton Heimelick's uh, little brother. He's got to be good. I honestly have no idea. Like I said, <laughs> I was I was pretty small at the time. Uh, I had av- probably average Bantam points. Like, I don't know. I just wasn't, I don't know, just kind of cool to be selected by them. Like, I wasn't really expecting it, and then, like when you first get drafted, it's like holy Seattle's like this really big city, and it's going to be awesome. And that's that's exactly what it was like. So, and it's out of the country, I and mean, that's got to be exciting too. Although some players, some guys might say that's a little bit uh, scary, almost to some degree, that you're moving that far away from home at a young age. What was it like for you? Um, it wasn't that hard. Like since Dalton was in Spokane too, so Dalton was yeah, Dalton was in Spokane, so. Mm-hmm. It was kind of easy for that. It was a kind of easy transition, you could say. And like just from his experience, like it didn't seem too hard for him. So I was like, "Why well, should it be too hard for me?" So I don't know. I just kind of went with the flow of things, and and yeah, it wasn't that hard. Well, this was uh, your second full season, or would have been your second full season. But you also had 17 games back uh, in the 2016-17 year as well. So as a uh, an underage player. Uh, how many times did you get to play against Dalton? Uh, I got to play against him probably f- four or five times, if you include preseason and stuff. And I, I imagine it's it's pretty easy to get up for those games, wouldn't it have been? <laughs> well, yeah, we always talked about and always wanted to win against each other, and we were <laughs> we were pretty competitive. I remember me and him had like this pretty big battle in the corner, and then everybody was like talking about that on social media and stuff, and it was it was pretty cool. So. Well, disadvantage because you're the younger brother, and as you mentioned, he's got a big, uh, big stay-at-home uh, defenseman kind of body and frame. Uh, who won those one-on-one battles? That, uh, by the end of it, did you get a few uh, uh, past them, or you know, did you win a few of those battles? Oh, I, I definitely won a few. Definitely won a few. But Good. when we were younger, I can't say that I won too many. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about the uh, not just the uh, the combine, but the draft in general, and how much of it has uh, you know has it been on your mind this season and maybe different for you because you've been injured. Were you almost concerned that because of the injury, it, it might hurt you work against you? Um, I was, I was a little concerned about that. Like right when I got injured, but now that I, that I see the way like my legs recovering and like that, I'm going to be back to a hundred percent. Like I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Like getting drafted. Sure. that it'll be awesome and stuff, but there's still so much more work to go and it's, it's not done just after draft day. So, there's still a ton of work to go and like you can't just just because you're drafted doesn't mean that you're going to play for them like in the next year like you're going to have to continue to work and 
and go from there. Well, that's the right attitude for it to have. And heck, with the Bantam draft, you didn't even think you were going to get drafted. And uh, for the NHL draft, <laughs> you're on the list. They don't have a number next to you because they didn't see you enough of you this year. But at least you you have that recognition of uh, that you you're on the radar. Put it that way. Um, now, did you mm-hmm. ha- did you have a favorite team growing up? I know you're this close to Edmonton, uh, but the Oilers have uh, sucked for the last decade and a half. So I, I wouldn't blame you if you weren't an Oiler fan. But uh, who was your team growing up? <laughs> Uh, my team growing up was definitely Washington Capitals. Oh, interesting. There's something come... about him, like, uh, well, I don't know. I grew up watching Ovechkin, and he was just my favorite player growing up. And I just loved the Capitals ever since. Like, I remember when, like, three years ago, I remember them practicing here in Duke, and I, I went there with my little kid's Capitol jersey and got them all to sign it. So, so yeah, they're, they were my favorite team. Uh, now tell me about. I got to ask you about the trade uh, to to uh, the Kelowna Rockets. Um, obviously, next year looks great for uh, for the Rockets because you're hosting the Memorial Cup, so you know you're going to be playing a lot of uh-huh. hockey next year. Um, when you were when you heard the news about the trade, what was your uh, uh, initial reaction? Well, I was kind. Of, I was really surprised at the start. So I got the call like it was seven in the morning, and Bill Bill told me. That I got, I got traded, and and I was, I was almost speechless. I was like, "What? Like, no way!" And and then it just surprised me because Seattle said it was going to be a big, really big part of their future and that sort of thing. But but as soon as he said that I got traded to Kelowna, my first thought was, "Well, they're hosting Memorial Cup, so so this is going to be an awesome year." Yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing a ton of hockey, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, initially it's a uh, shock, but uh, you soon get over it you know, when you see uh, what next year could be like. And the fact that you get traded with a couple of other guys from the team and Jake Lee and Cole Schwebe, uh, it's nice to have a couple of familiar faces uh, who will be there with you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll, it'll be really cool having Jake and uh, Schwebe there. Schwebe is actually from Kelowna, so ah. so he was he was probably pretty excited about that. And it's definitely a lot easier to go to not go – by yourself, you're going with a couple of teammates, so so it won't be bad. Well, for people who are listening to this right now and have never seen you play, we should get a, a bit of a scouting report from you. Uh, what kind of a player <laughs> is Dylan Hamlock? Uh, I'm, I'm a big power forward. I love to hit. I'm I'm in and around the net all the time. I can check the puck low, and I, I score a lot of goals. Uh, probably ten feet or ten feet away from the net, and. I love getting those greasy goals and and that sort of thing and and yeah I'm just a, a tough guy to play against. Well, you had 52 penalty minutes in your uh, your your what would have been your full rookie season a couple of years ago. 32 just this past uh, year in in the 31 games. But um, I I don't know are we should we be expecting you to be dropping the gloves a lot or is it more uh, kind of roughing penalties that come through? Uh, how do you get your penalties? Um, definitely a lot of roughing and stuff like. Yeah. I'll, I'll drop the gloves when, when like, I don't know, when the time comes, but I don't know. I, I just don't think the game's totally about fighting and that yeah. sort of thing, but I'm, I'm still a heavy player and I, I, I hit a lot. So they'll, I think they'll be happy about that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a, a player that uh, a lot of people would like to have on their team for sure. Um, Dylan, well, listen, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, wish you the best of luck, whatever happens at the draft and, We'll see you uh, next year if the Colorado Rockets uh, roll through Edmonton here to take on the All Kings. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much.
I have to say I'm really intrigued about uh, Dylan Hamilock. Uh, his brother uh, Dalton Hamilock, big, strong uh, defenseman in the WHL for a lot for the last several years, uh, but haven't seen, uh, haven't really had a good chance to see Dylan Hamilock play with my own eyes. Saw a little bit online, and obviously uh, last year uh, the success that the the T-Birds had going deep into the playoffs like that saw him then, but interested to see what he would have been able to do this year in his draft season for a full year. Uh, his numbers, I mean, he was really playing pretty well to start the year and then just a uh, terrible uh, injury for him uh, and uh, out for all of uh, the second half of the season. That could be a, a great pickup. And that was a massive offseason trade for the Rockets and the T-Birds. Kelowna gave up a, a lot to get the guys, uh, but getting both uh, uh, Jake Lee and uh, and Hamilak as well as uh, Schwebius. It's a nice addition uh, there for the Rockets as they getting set to host the 2020 Memorial Cup. All right, another 2019 draft spotlight uh, coming up next. Uh, his name is David Cope. He's a six foot five forward with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Really shot onto the scene last year, forcing his way onto the roster, and uh, expectations were pretty high for him this year. I think maybe that got the better of him early on, but found his game in the second half of the season. Uh, learn more about David Cope next here on the Pipeline Show. I'm Trey Fitzwilanski of the Edmonton Oil Kings. At his own blue line, now Fitzwilanski cutting in right circle, dances around his man to his backhand, forehand, he scores! Oh my goodness, Trey Fitzwilanski! What a move, what a shot, what a goal. Oh mama. And this is the Pipeline Show. Nothing compares to the smile on a child's face after their wish has been granted. The Rainbow Society of Alberta is dedicated to granting wishes throughout the province to children who have been diagnosed with a life-threatening or severe chronic medical illness. And you can help too. View the wishes, refer a child, and donate at rainbowsociety.ab.ca or get involved as a volunteer. Having a wish come true fills a child's heart with hope and happiness. Visit rainbowsociety.ab.ca today.